Welcome into Jets Nation Radio, sponsored by Betway. Make sure you like and subscribe to Jets Nation Radio so you never miss a podcast. Welcome into not Jets Nation Radio. We are doing Lex and Goose talking hockey. So I am joined by Lex Broder. How is it going? I'm well, buddy. How are you? I am so good. I am so excited for this podcast. I've been itching to get at it for a while here. I know. I know. When you asked me, I felt so honored. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to today. I've been trying to plan in my head and I'm, yeah, thrilled to be here. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, as well as our good friends at Betway. So if you're in Ontario 19 plus, go check out Betway. You got some pretty good odds. Uh, plus 4,100 on the Jets to win the cup. I mean, you might as well take that. Uh, you wow. could always uh, NFL bets, CFL bets, anything and everything. Betway, go check it out. Uh, okay. Do you, as a few things happened today in the NHL and I'm just start, I figured let's just get to those. Uh, okay. Adam Lowry named the jets. Yes. Captain. I mean, that is Fantastic. The biggest news of the day for sure. Yeah. I mean, the choice was obvious. I think everyone is thinking and saying the same thing. How do you not? Yeah. Or I, not, perhaps not. Maybe, maybe we're not all saying the same thing. Uh, I guess I didn't pile us all together. Uh, yeah. So look, Lowry was the only man for the job. I will 1000% agree with that. I just question, do we, did the Jets need another year without a captain, especially with Blake Wheeler outside of the locker room? Uh, the Jets have been kind of like, there were several times last year where Adam Lowry was like, yeah, Blake Wheeler is the, still kind of the captain of the team. Mm-hmm. And even at the end of the year at the, uh, when Rick bonus blew up at everyone, Adam Lowry was parodying exactly what Wheeler said so you're like I kind of want to see him have his own backbone for an extended period of time before I give him the C but no one else in the locker room deserved it besides him no not at all I mean and nobody's nobody has shown up to want it I it doesn't even we nobody really knows what's going on in the Jets locker room right now there are so many questions and I feel like that's that's very strenuous on them um do I think they'd be better off without one? It's hard to say. Maybe they're all better off just as one of themselves. However, Adam Lowry, um, I think they need some direction. And if he's going to rope in the crews and rope in the boys, I think that's he's the best guy for the job. He takes the most responsibility, accountability. He shows pride to be a Jet. You know, he is probably replicating what Wheeler said because he's he respects Wheeler and doesn't want to, you know, overstep his own boundaries. Yes. Uh, the only thing that I worry about now is uh, where are we going to see the same thing that we saw with both Andrew Ladd and Blake Wheeler, where all of a sudden these guys got bigger roles on the ice because, well, they mm-hmm. were captain. And like Adam Lowry is the quintessential third line centerman in the NHL. If he's on your fourth line, you're probably winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, but him on your third line, you're doing just fine. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm worried that they're going to try to push him into one of those higher roles because, you know, only guys like McDavid and Matthews can be captains because, you know, it's all these young superstars that are wearing the letter now. Right. Yeah. Um. There has been many cases in the NHL we've seen where players have been thrown the captaincy and – their their gameplay has diminished um their by by goals their morale has diminished you've seen teams almost fall apart with captains and have taken a step back do you remember now we're going back 
I'm dating it about 12 years to 11 years ago now when they signed Luongo as captain. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And so Vancouver had Luongo as a captain, but he was, he was the locker room and he was the guy that everyone turned to. And I think it's pretty obvious. That's exactly who Lowry is to everyone. I think people hold him in a very high regard. And especially when there's so much, we've been hearing a lot of how negative the locker room has been as of the last few years and maybe Lowry's the one that's really trying to keep the clan together. So I I hope. Yeah, you got to hope he's the right pick. He is I, the I right just... pick. There, there's no way around it. Like, you know, I think I see all one person try to argue that it should have been Josh Morrissey. And like, I, you know, saw almost 100 comments about this uh, with Jets Nation. So so how do you feel about him, Josh Morrissey? How would How do you feel Morrissey versus Lowry would... Morrissey Wake. would be your white collar pick. Your upper management would have been like, that's our guy because we've got him locked up long term. He's, you know, he had a Norris nomination almost last yeah. year. Like, you know, he 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 excelled, but he had one good year. He rarely put the team on his back. Like I would have been okay with Morrissey being the captain, but I wouldn't have been stoked about it. I would have been actually kind of bummed out about it. Yeah, I feel, I don't know why I feel this, but I feel like there's almost a sense of um, inexperience still. He's just still so young to me, but he's but he's not. He's been with the Jets for a while now, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know if if Morrissey's the captain-esque type guy. No, I don't no. know if I can it like that. No, and I mean, like, not everyone's a captain, but he is a good leader on that team. Like, for you sure. did see it at times last year when, there was a game that he was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then when he would do that, that's when he was a genuine leader. And if he could do that 82 times a year, yeah, hundred percent, I'll put the C on you. But you know, I think we saw it six, six times last year. Right. Um, yep. But that was also the Jets had a bad back half. So they sure did. Yeah. Yes. Um, Mike Babcock. And uh, okay, I was going to say, I wonder if we're going to, and and it's funny you mentioned that because I just read that before, before we started what, what all the kerfuffle was about today. So, yeah. So what are your thoughts on this? Cause like Babcock is a, an interesting personality within the NHL. Yes, very much. And seems like he's getting more and more interesting as the years progress, or we're learning more about him perhaps. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it because I read Boone Jenner's statement about it, um, like Columbus's captain, and and he said, no, it was super normal. Like there were there, I feel comfortable with you know getting to know him and showing and sharing pictures of my family. Didn't seem anything weird about it, but there's apparently confirmation from a lot of guys saying it felt super uncomfortable and as it was like an invasion of privacy. Yeah, because like I would hate to roll into work tomorrow, have my boss be like, yo, you know, let's see what's going on on your phone. It's like, mm, can you I, give me five minutes first? And then like, yeah, absolutely. You can I'll yeah. show you the photos of my my cat and what I get up to on the weekend. But I don't need you also seeing what I get up to on the weekend late at night. Well, that's just it. And that's what I was wondering. Was he showing just like the the phone as a whole or were players 
supposed to show him pictures? Like I just, I'm, I'm situation is weird, but I also read that in Toronto when he was in Toronto, there was a similar situation. He did the same thing. Yeah. And no one thought it was odd then though. So no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's just one of those guys. He loves to put a guy on a spot and just see what happens. Like I, he, yeah. He likes he's, to just mess with people way. as much as possible. Like he's just a sick human being. Let's just be <laughs> honest about the guy. I mean, Mike Babcock's a very intense human being, and I don't think his coaching style is for every player. There, I have heard about players who have, I mean, I'm sure he's, I've heard he's not good for mental health in the locker room as far as a coach goes. Um, and players have never wanted to work with him again. Um, but he's so insanely intelligent with the sport. Um, he has gotten us gold he's gotten us olympic medals and he's he's good at what he does there's yeah, a reason i almost question like he's 10 million dollars a year i is, guess is he actually that good or is he just a guy that gets really good teams i mean i could have coached that detroit team back in the late 20s <laughs> yeah. and like i could have done that that's fair that's fair yeah does he get lucky? I mean, I mean, maybe, but there, he also makes moves on those teams and, and he conditions those players as well. So you can't say he doesn't take credit for any of it. He's, there's gotta be some good. I just don't think that, I think he's very, he's not for everyone. He's, he's not, the players aren't going to. And I think the younger, the players, the more up and coming players are never, ever going to attach to his, um, coaching style oh not a chance i've worked no. for like when i was pipelining i worked for a guy like that and i just me and the other young guy just shut right down and you know, oh yeah the old guy just like, what an asshole and like yeah i don't blame you because i don't <laughs> no. want to do anything and no. i try to take pride in my work exactly and when you see that old school way of thinking or you know you you shut down you want to rebel against that be like well no you know screw yeah. you yeah so right. yeah very interesting. And I mean, I'm not sure if you read Paul Bissonnette's words um, towards Babcock, but they were very um, fruitful. Yeah. Well, yeah. It sucks that he's the only guy that's a former NHL player besides PK Subban that actually has a personality. So it's I know. Like, well, it wouldn't take much for that guy to just get superseded by really anyone. Just show up. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, Sean Avery, man, he's that man's. I I love Sean Avery. Don't get me wrong, but do we need another guy that just yap 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 yap? Like sometimes I just want an intelligent conversation from a guy that will yap at you a little bit. Like, yeah, like the smartest (sighs) comments, you know. Yeah. Um, I want good takes, but I also, you know, I want a little chirping. It just. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, comedy. There's there's always room for character and comedy. You know what? Does Brad Marchand? As much as I do not like the the ratty little man, um, he he's almost like a he's a good Sean Avery. Yeah, he's a really good hockey player, but he knows how to run his mouth, and he's kind of like, well, I'm good, so it doesn't even matter. Like, what are you gonna do about it? And yeah, yeah. And he's doing great. It I love it. It makes the game fun. And it, it's fun for the fans. It's fun for the teams, right? It, and it gives personality to the sport, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, the amount of money that I would spend if we got, a, like, NHL plus, and it just, like, we got to have hot mics all the time. Like, I know these guys would definitely get run out of whatever their city oh. they're in. But there There'd would be just be some good stuff. Oh, for sure. 
Hundy P. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I would spend like 40 bucks, 50 bucks a month just to watch that. Just how it, that's not a bad uh, business idea there. Yeah. Listen, I know Gary Batman's going to listen to this. So yeah, let's, let's make it happen. I'll, <laughs> hey, I'll Gary... take the chances. I'll, I'll defend the players when they go home so they don't get in trouble when they say <laughs> the terrible hockey things that they say. Yeah. <laughs> We should hire someone to just do dubs, comedic dubs over them. There we go. There we yeah. go. Yeah. They're making things happen uh, here. See? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. All right. Uh, earlier this summer, Austin Matthews would sign the largest AAV in league history. When McDavid and Dreisaitl need to re-sign, are either of them going to surpass that 13-4? Yes. Yeah? Uh, I... I, I e- I mean, unless, yes, I do, I do think that, and I think that is not, I think that's happening in every sport, not just the NHL, is if you see the headlines in the MLB, the NFL, every, I don't know, I I don't want to say per season, but maybe several times a season, you see more than one guy sign the highest contract of that league's history. And it's because the salary caps are going up and we're paying players more and we're just paying these stars way more. Um, Matthews, $53 million over a four-year span. Like in, in hockey, that's insanity. But yeah, McDavid, do I think both of them will see that those types of numbers? No, I don't. They... I think McDavid will. Um, I think McDavid will see if but round 14 for sure. They're not going to let him go. You don't think he pulls a good old Crosby move and just like, you know, obviously he's still going to take 10 plus, but not take something that would absolutely ruin the team. So that way he can have the great players around him. Because, like, I know that the cap is going up in the next couple of years, like between eight hmm. and $10 million. Like, we got to remember that. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. And you got to see like where the team. Yeah. Yeah. Needs to spend that money. That. Yeah. I mean, they they could definitely split it. But I just see something something very similar to what Toronto did, sort of like a core group of guys, I yeah. think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I see it happening. I just do. I do. <laughs> He'll take it if he wants. Uh, yeah, I see it happening. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like about it. It doesn't matter what McDavid signs. He's still going to be underpaid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's punk asses in the NBA making 88 mil a year. Oh, I know. It's it- unbelievable that they're not marketing these guys better. I'm still mad that, uh, you know, they don't market. Like we should be yeah. in states like nebraska and just making a fuss about the nhl because i think that's where i know yeah yeah it's i was just yeah in the mlb for example like 450 million dollar contract i mean who needs who needs that kind of money anyway who needs a half billion dollars yeah screw that um no i don't know dude salary caps going up these players these stars are just they're getting these numbers um i'd have to like honestly sit down uh at like Edmonton's roster and see what could be done but I I see them shelling out for the the star for sure 
Oh, hundred. Yeah. Especially as, like, as, as an oiler, like, yeah. Yeah. They oil- take pride. Sick. And I mean, like Daryl Cates loves his boys. So, you know, that they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. If Plus, they don't- Connor McDavid is like best friends with Nickelback now. So they're, <laughs> I, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> he might just buy up the town of Hannah for just there funsies. <laughs> uh, I actually talk I'll about the salary cap. Uh, the Jets, like a bunch, almost all of their contracts minus Kyle Connor and Josh mm. Morrissey's, like all of those contracts expired. Are they going to be like in the worst possible spot when it gets to that point? Because everyone wants, is going to want a big piece of that pie of $10 million in the next two years. It's everybody is. And the numbers are quite astonishing. So if you, if you, I, I did go and, and do a little bit of, some some reading and some homework and it really does put the jets in a very tough situation in the next couple of years and it makes you wonder why chevy's still not doing anything and why are we sitting and waiting especially on a guy like shifley especially on a guy like helly well what do you trade for halibut though that like where because like shovel day off almost has to win a trade otherwise he feels like he's yeah. been robbed somehow but you like- know what when he Nito Nito Ryder is I personally is the best move the Jets have done in a long time absolutely I love the guy yeah 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 and like and like you bring in a guy like that but the Jets didn't even overpay for him not even close they got him for a steal and that guy and speaking of like passion and and pride to be a Jet he loves the city you know like he was he, you can see that he enjoys being on the ice and you want to see stuff like that like yeah. you don't want to go to these games and watch these guys who don't want to be there so oh. yeah I, I, like this this team really feels like they are that core of people that legitimately like being in Winnipeg yeah, and that's what we want. We yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you just need a good mix of uh, Minnesotans and uh, Europeans, I guess. That's the that's the key to success in Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not much more to it. No, not at all. <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, it it puts them in an odd spot. Like this year, where they really start to get scary is in two years time that's when everything else it looks like the rest of the team basically uh starts it starts uh becoming ufas and rfas after that so i think we're gonna see a super huge mix-up some strange signings maybe within the jets this year like sooner than later interesting so you think the makeup of the team like might even just happen this this year not remake but i don't you can't leave you can't leave all those players UFA till the very end. No, you can't. So, yeah, I do think, like, Chevy's going to slowly start. You have to. What else are you going to do? Yeah. So, I mean, like, Mark Shifley should be super easy to trade, especially once, ca- like, cap dollars get figured out a little bit later in the season, like December. That guy should be moved out relatively easily. Yes, which is unfortunate because I'm one of the I, – I love Shifley. He's been my favorite. He's my daughter's favorite. Um. I, I, was, I hate to see him go, but he's worth so much and Jets could do big things. Uh, yeah, trading him now. And I think Hellebuck is, I, I think the exact same thing about Hellebuck too. Yeah. So the, 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 is so without Connor and Shife and Mark, um, 
are the Jets even a playoff team? Well, it depends. I mean, who do, can't you? Yeah. What, what do you get back? I guess that's the real question. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it, it, it depends. Um, but if you're trading for futures, let's say futures and prospects. Then no, I, I'd say then we're, then now we're talking about rehauling the team almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at is in like two years time, like this year, yeah, this year is critical. Um, to try and figure out where these guys are going because there's some core guys, uh, you know, are going to be up for grabs next year. And then the rest of the team is going to fold. So, yeah, it's going to be a big rehaul if you look at prospects. So if the Jets are going to do anything, they got to do it this year and and keep their guys while they can. Like, they're, they're, they're core. They're, yeah. Yeah. Well, who would you say is the core right now? Like when I think of the Jets, like if I'm thinking of Kyle Connor, I mean, I'd like to say Shifley, but he's also, he's been a little invisible. I love yeah. Needle Rider. I love Adam Lowry. Mason Appleton has really grown into a player I've really grown to respect. If he's playing with Adam Lowry, it seems like he only can play with that guy. After that, yeah. I I haven't seen that success. That's fair. That's fair. Love the signing of Morgan Barron. Um, I think that kid's going to be, I, that was a good one. Um, I think that's and, one of the guys you lose really soon. You think, hey? I think so. Like, I know he's an RFA after this contract, but I there's just something that's like, I don't know if he sticks around long-term just because I think he's going to be worth a big load of money in the Could future. be. He could be a great trading pawn. You're right. Yep. Um, but it, but again, it depends when the when the Jets get to that point. You know how he is as a player, how he's shaped, how he is to you know the 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 organization. Um, and then I I want to add obviously Josh Morrissey and to that list and like Hella Buck as much yeah Helly. Yeah, you you want to say Helly and absolutely you do. But at the same time, are you sticking around, man? We gotta know. And so I, you, yeah. And then yeah. if you sign him, let's just say the Jets do bring him in for another contract. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you end up paying him nine million dollars, so all of a sudden you've eaten three million dollars up of that new cap space. But they signed, so they signed Bersois, but they brought up a bunch of other goalies too. I am like did and believe in the off season they signed another goalie or two Colin because, Delia was your only other goal and Arvid Holm no right uh, uh, I can't remember the uh, now I'm blanking hard here but yeah uh Colin Delia I thought it was Brassois two others there might I might have missed one in the mix then I know counting and I'm yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm counting Helly. Uh, these guys, all of the contracts with the goaltenders end in one year. Right. So you have to sign all of your goaltenders. Let's say Laurent, let, you know, let's say Hellebuck goes down, but the Jets have a long playoff push and he decides to stick around with the team. So he gets paid more. Laurent Brassois carried the team. Now he wants to get paid more. Colin mm -hmm. if he has a great moose offseason or great season with the moose, he signs for more. And then you've got your two young guys in uh, Milik, Milich, 
and DV Sentis. So like, yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, there's a long <laughs> list of guys here. Uh, but if Connor Hellebuck's going to stick around, I mean, you're going to take the guy. Absolutely. Well, are you taking him for $9 million? I think so. If you could convince him to do $9 million for the next, well, I guess it'd have to be a bridge deal, especially with money going up. But if you could do a two-year deal with $9 bucks per, and you convince Connor Hallibuck that you're a Stanley Cup contender, but again, we'll see what happens with this year because there's a lot of young question marks like Rasmus Kapari and even Cole Perfetti at this point. You're like, what are you going to do, buddy? Are you going to stay healthy and... Contend. And I hope he does because I I was gonna say Perfetti too is he's fun to watch. Um, I, if here's how I feel about about Hellebuck and when I started seeing these these goalies and and the signing of of Brassois, if the Jets were smart and if I was in the position, I would start looking at New Jersey to start doing some deals with. Because New Jersey's goaltending situation isn't the best. They have a bunch of young guns that could be sent, um, like that have been put together great. Um, love watching New Jersey. They are such a young organization. Uh, but I think the Jets probably could use a little bit of, they would need some, some, some more young guys on the, on the back two lines. So I don't know. That's just how I feel. I pers do I I don't know if Connor is a nine million dollar goalie because, like you said, are you gonna convince him he's a Stanley Cup contender at this point? Pro probably not. Maybe. Yeah. I, and it depends what we get in return. Um, what kind of but I a team like New Jersey has, you know the room to pay something like that. Whereas yeah, they, the Jets could make more moves than they have been. Yeah, they definitely could make moves. New Jersey is an interesting team because like, yeah, if they got that piece of Connor Hellebuck and if he really turned it on for the playoffs and didn't have to carry the team into the playoffs, yeah, that might be a different story. And that could be your you know, 2025 Stanley Cup winners right there. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Crazier so, things happened. They <laughs> they sure have. Yeah, Connor Hellebuck to New Jersey. I think that's not a bad fit. I mean, Detroit would probably also be sniffing around there because the Wiser plan is allegedly working. I've yet yeah. to see any success, but one day maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. At the end of last season, are the Jets better now or are they worse? Hmm. Are they bad or are they worse? I don't. Do you mean that by what we did in the off season? Yeah, like, yeah. Like from if you compare the Jets, uh, like right after Game Five of the playoffs versus where they are right now as an organization, are they better or worse? Ah. Do you want my honest opinion? I, I, yeah, we live for honest opinions here. We don't need to be dicking around and being like, oh, no, the Jets are going to be great and then break everyone's hearts here. No, no. I mean, I'm a I'm a I try to be a realist. I think the Jets organization is personally in shambles right now, and I'm mm -hmm. kind of scared for them. Like I've been 
I don't know what this year is going to bring. I, I, there's bonus was so upset at them, like seeing his emotions pour through, like at the end of the playoffs, it just, there's so much frustration and I feel that there's so much hostility and I'm worried that that is still leaking into the locker room and that's, that's being demonstrated on the ice. And that's why I'm shocked that one of the people who've, who's often been mentioned, Mark Shifley, uh, just a common name that almost a common denominator name that keeps popping up. It's kind of strange that he's not going anywhere because when, when the season starts and we go and the boys go to the locker room, is, is that negativity still going to be oozing out of everybody? Is bonus coming in with a new fresh state of mind? I don't know. And so I, I think that's why and another, you know, sort of roping back, Chevy has to start doing stuff now with the roster and start getting things moving because as of right, like, yes, there were, there were some great signings. And like I said, Nino is, is, is awesome. And um, I think signing Brassois is great. Um, but, and and I like the Morgan Barron signing too, um, for, for the, for the meantime, as you said, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Nemestikov too, actually, they, yeah, Great. we have not talked about that guy enough all off season. Like the fact that he came back and like really silenced the crowd of no one wants to play in Winnipeg. Well, kiss Nemesikov's ass and Lorenzo yeah. and Brassois as well. Love it. Yeah, yeah, for for real though. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I stand. Like I'm, I'm going into the season very nervous, but hopeful for the Jets. Like I, yeah. I'm I, I I hope they're able to to pull it together and, and make some some awesome stuff happen. Yeah, you're kind of walking into this very, very cautiously optimistic because this could be yeah. the year that it just like you watch everything blow up in Shevel Dayoff's face. Well, but it could also be the year that you watch this team just like start to get that scar tissue that you need to go win a cup. There you go. You, I couldn't have said it better myself. Honestly, that's a, that is the sentiment, a hundred percent. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it sucks because you're absolutely right. Like this team, you look at what Bonus said and how broken that man was, and like you're doing that to a guy that's on the verge of retirement, right? Like, how could you disappoint Rick Bonus, your grandfather? Could you disappoint your grandfather like that? I couldn't. Oh my goodness. I know. Like you just, you want to go hug him after that. Yeah. It's like, be okay. I promise. Yeah. We'll yeah. get these guys to work harder in the next playoff game. Yeah. I, I, that pulled, he pulled on my heart straight. Well, the, the, the whole situation was very hard to watch yeah. the whole. Yeah. But um, yes, it's going to be, it's going to be quite an interesting year. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think the thing with Rick Bonus, and I don't know how the guys are going to react into the room, but he's got a, a stipulation in his contract where he doesn't need to fulfill the third year. He can just be let go at the end of this season. Like, yeah. the guy's going to be like, hey, whatever, old man Bones, we don't care. We're going to listen to Scott or Neil. <laughs> well, or just totally disregard everyone and just be dicks. So I don't well, know. I, mean, I, I, how do you feel about Chevy? What, what, how do you feel as his placement right now as a GM and, and the Jets organization? He should be in way hotter water with I, the yeah. manager, with the, with the ownership, really. 
It's mm-hmm. he, he he wins trades, which which is amazing. Like you go through his history, he's lost one trade, and like yeah. that's definitive. And that was to get Logan Stanley, which on paper made a lot of sense at the time. Mm-hmm. But just because you win trades doesn't mean that you've increased the value of the team since 2018, 2019. Um, The Jets are a middling team. They're stuck in, we can't get better than this and we can't get worse than this. And there's no no worse place to be. Like, look at Minnesota. How long have they been in this perpetual hell? Yeah. Years. Years. (laughs) Yeah. And and now, and now just finally, like, I remember the signing of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter, and that was supposed to shape the team into the Stanley Cup contender. And Zach Parise broke my heart when he left New Jersey to go to Minnesota. Um, but him and Suter, they they signed at the time. I believe Suter had was signed the biggest contract at the time, which was in and around eight and a half million dollars, eight million dollars. So. Yeah, and and they kind of went off without making a noise at all. So, yeah, the big signings and and winning trades and stuff like that, it only does go so far. Like, yeah, right? yeah, and and I get it. You're in Winnipeg. No one wants to like really, you know, no superstar wants to come here and sign. So you have right. to really entice people. I get. There's only so much talent that you can have in Winnipeg, but you can you can still make it happen. You don't yeah. just have to be like, oh, well, it's hard. So I'm just going to take my nine weeks to be at the cottage out in Muskoka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wish there wasn't such a negative stigma around playing here. I mean, I remember when, when there was talk about the coyotes or the thrashers coming back when it was still just very up in the air. And, uh, it, it, there was talk, Brizgalov, Ilya Brizgalov was like, oh, I don't want to go there. You know, what, you know, people call it a shithole all the time. And I, again, you know, when you, when you have guys that want to play here and show pride about this team, I mean, it, wouldn't you think that would entice people to want to play here? Yeah. You would think, especially to like be veterans like, like Nino Nieder. This franchise. Yeah. Like, yeah, you should like, there. I, I don't understand why guys would want to get into the NHL if they're not going to have that. Well, I want to play in a Canadian city, like go to Car- Colby Barlow right now. That was a kid that was just like, I just want to play in a Canadian city. And I don't understand why there's not more Canadian kids being like, I just want to play in front of the loudest possible crowd. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll go play in Florida. Well, why not? <laughs> yeah. It's easy to retire. It's easy to go golfing. <laughs> like, of course it's, 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 it's just frustrating. Um, it is. Cause like we live in a great city. Like I'm an out, like I'm from Alberta. I grew up in God's yeah. country and I came here and I was like, why would anyone want to be here? I, uh, you know, signed a two week contract that turned into two years, which has turned into seven now. So yeah, I wouldn't leave this place for a million bucks. Yeah. That's, and you know what? You're, you're not the first person I've heard say that who's come from, I mean, my husband, for example, loves it here more than I do. Like, and and he's he's from Newfoundland, and and not that I dislike it here, but I'm I'm born and raised. I spent a couple of years in Alberta when I was younger, but the city's rough. The city's tough, but it has character and it has passion. And I'm telling you, man, when the Jets came back, and you went that first year full of games, 
energy in the building. And I, you still get that. Like when you walk into, into the MTS center, you still feel that or Canada life center, you still feel that like energy, that, that hype. And it, it just makes you excited. I love it. Yeah. Like I grew up going to Rexall place in Edmonton. And so like, I thought that was just what every hockey rink was like. And the first time I stepped foot into what was then MTS, yeah. um, Oh man, it was awesome. Like when I heard true North and like, I, you know, you, you heard it on the TV, but you didn't know about it. And like, I almost loud. spilled my beer because it was that loud. And then, um, when I moved back to Alberta for a little bit, went to a Jets game with my old man and I just screamed out true North. And like, you could hear it in that building. Like Jets fans are phenomenal. <laughs> <Echo>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. So yeah. Great hockey city. Yeah. It's a little dumpy in the winter, but get over yeah. it. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's like, yeah, uh, we'll get into a couple fun questions. Cause I want to get to uh, know you a little bit more. I know. Yeah. Who am I? Like, yeah. Who are you Lex? Who, why, why am I even here? Uh, Cause we had a great conversation and I was drunk and I thought, Hey, you know, hockey better than I do. So let's make this thing <laughs> happen. Not that's not true. I, I mean, this is awesome. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked to have you. So, uh, you know what, what, what's your favorite hockey movie? My, f oh. I, uh, Slapshot's such a classic, but I got to go with Goon. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, everyone it's judges me for saying Goon, but that was the first hockey movie I saw in theaters. So it just sits with me a little bit better. So good. And filmed here. And filmed here too, yes. Yeah, you, uh... yeah, you see, you see some cool little snapshots of of our city, and actually, the MTS Center's in there, and the Iceplex, I believe, is also in that. Uh, yeah, in that as well. it is. Yeah, and I believe the Brandon hockey. Yes, that is yes. true. Yes, because I got the photo of the Queen in there. God bless. <laughs> I, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Sean no. Williams got. Um, actually, I got a, a funny story when he was here filming that. Um, I was living in a loft at the Albert at the time, or like, ha like half the time there's sort of like an apartment building at the Albert, which is in our exchange district downtown. And there's like a lot of jam spaces in that building as well and studios. And I was sitting in, at, uh, on a band practice with my boyfriend at the time. And from outside this big window in the, this sketchy back alley on Albert Street, we just hear, hey, guys, turn it down. And we went and looked and peered out of the window and it was Sean William Scott yelling at us because they were filming uh, a scene for that movie. So that's kind of neat. He seems like one of the world's like nicest people. Yeah. He seems like he'd be super chill. Yeah. And, like, shy almost. Yeah, yeah. He, he gives off the shy vibe. So I was just kind of wondering, like, was he at least like kindly yelling at you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, my God, that's but Stifler just yelled at us Stifler. to shut up. <laughs> it's so weird to know that he's like a like I, I don't know if you've ever seen interviews with him. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, but it's so strange that he would play somebody like Stifler <laughs> and do it so well. And it's so funny because for me, I'm like, how is a guy like Stifler playing this normal guy so well? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like rewatching all those American Pie movies is just oh, it's a it's a blast. Oh, it is. I <laughs> did the hangovers recently and I was like, yes. oh man. This, uh, 
can't watch those with certain people but those are still holding up pretty good uh, yeah the humor <laughs> like some of the you don't realize how fast like times change and you're like oh my god yeah. 12 years ago we were still saying that stuff rampantly oh yeah and i was like i were like one of those lines I said to my friends in front of my teachers and they're oh. like, maybe don't say that. But they weren't like, oh, you know, making a big fuss about it. And I'm like, well, I, know. I, was like, like I-, I can't believe those words fell out of my mouth at one point. Oh, crazy. Um, yeah. Goon. What a good movie. And it's it's funny. It's so good. It is. It's got so many charming moments. I, I love heartwarming enforcers. Yeah, I think. Yes. Well, I was I a mean- big fan of Hal Gill. Back in the day, and yeah, just that's why I love the Violent Gentleman brand too. Oh, fantastic! Speaking of Violent Gentleman, uh, John Scott, if you haven't listened to that interview yet, go check that out. I, uh, that I am going to need to. Oh yeah uh, how how was that interview? It was good, but John Scott just uh, ran his mouth on the Jets for about twenty minutes, and then that that was about it. So, <laughs> and then really? didn't remember my name on uh, his podcast the next day, just like. The guy from Jets Nation, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, okay, thanks, man. <laughs> oh, man. But he's kind enough to call me Goose when uh, we do, like, interact. So, like, thanks, man. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I got a nickname with You're John on the nickname basis with him. That's that's dope. It is. I didn't think that anyone would actually read the Zoom Angus Goose Hout. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, and I mean, I mean, John Scott, I had it. I had to make sure I brought it out, but, like, you know. Ooh iconic is that your coolest hockey memento um it's one of them just because i feel there's not many however uh i, I have so many because as you know i i have it i am an insane collection of memorabilia um and for those I, I collect tabs and devils memorabilia one of the coolest things that i have show you because it's portable and i can show you is this is actual ice from the Prudential Center in this little puck here um, that was put in there on Marty's uh, jersey retirement on February 9th, 2016. So it's game-used ice from his retirement ceremony. Dang, that's cool. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is I have a framed Marty Broder jersey um, in their vintage colors. So the green and the green and red Um with Marty as the number 29 uh, instead of the number 30. And it's because what a lot of people don't know is um, Marty Marty played his first three games in the NHL as the number 29. Uh, so I have that signed and I have that in a big shadow box with a certificate of authenticity. So that is that is probably definitely my pride and joy. Yeah, I I have slept in your basement once and I looked Stared at, that at thing it for way too long. <laughs> Mostly trying to yeah. think, how can I move this out of here without her noticing so I can get away probably to Mexico at least before. Yeah, before I have a I have a Yager jersey signed with a certificate when he played with it's a devil's Yager jersey that I was ultimately hoping to do the same thing with, like put it in a big shadow box and have Marty and and Yager beside each other, because let's be honest, the two goats for real yeah um, <laughs> uh but i haven't had a chance to yet and it's funny because we're in the process of of getting our house ready to sell our realtor was over the other day and he saw my auger jersey he's like oh that's a beautiful item i'm like oh thanks he goes well i said i actually just got it appraised he goes yeah 
goes, well, and I and it said, yeah, if, if it was framed, it'd, it'd see about 850. Said it's about 500, 550. He goes, well, if you need, if you want to tip your realtor with something, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll just give you this yogurt jersey for sure. But uh, realtors can piss right off. They make so much on commission. Just charge more, you dink. He is too. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I've I've got so many cool things, but those are definitely the tops for sure. Yeah, I'm uh I'm pretty jealous of both of those jerseys. And the ice is pretty damn cool. I'll give you that. Ice is cool. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, I've got nothing half as cool as that. I've got a signed Oscar Clefbaum jersey hiding in my closet, but I'm going to give to one of the gals at Oilers Nation, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I don't have the letter of authenticity, but there's a stain of mustard from my dad when he wore it one time, so. I think that makes it way more legit, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you ever meet my dad, he's a legit goat. <laughs> I well, judging by your character, I can absolutely believe that he is. Yeah, He's, yeah. Oh yeah, pizza beauty. I love him. Like Miss Mister How? How do how do I uh, refer to him as? Or like, maybe just goat. He, he's just well, he's just Pete in my book. So I think that's what he's been going oh. by. Pete, perfect. Yeah, and if I'm getting this wrong and he's listening, he's probably just irate. He's like, damn it, he want him to call me Peter. So uh, yeah. I know he's like specific on one of the names that he flopped back and forth a few times on me. So oh, I just know God. him as Pete or the old man. The old man. Yeah, that one, that one's always a go-to. Yeah. Yeah. He's a stud. We appreciate awesome. everything and all of his support. Cause really Jets of Nation course. wouldn't be alive without him and uh, all of his good work. So if you want to thank anyone for Jets Nation, it's my dad. Pete? And also, oh yeah. Round of applause. Round just of applause. Simply for you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're, help, you're helping Goose do some awesome stuff. Doing great stuff here. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a great first episode. Have a great week there, Lex. And Thanks. hopefully next Monday. Let's do it. I Let's can't wait. Let's do it. Excellent. You're having me back, yeah? I will absolutely have you back. Can't wait. <laughs> Sweet. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Yeah. All right. Take go care. Jets, go. And uh, yeah. Go Jets, go. And, uh, peace and grace, friends. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>